Hello, everybody out there. This is your favourite pastor, Pastor Iris. Well, then you don't need me to tell you that, do you? It's a good job it's not television. I was out today. I had to go out just after Christmas and New Year. I just had to go out. But, you know, we're still on lockdown here in the UK. And um, the, the, the shopping malls were so quiet. And so it wasn't out for very long. Just out, do what I had to do and get back home. But it poured down with rain. And here I am on camera, soaking wet almost, just about drying out. And we have the most gorgeous doctor come to talk to us, but he's special, very special doctor. He's a heart specialist. Is that right, Dr. Sam? Yes, Pastor Iris, uh, by God's grace, I'm a cardiologist, an interventional cardiologist, where I get to physically touch the hearts of mankind, uh, whether they're having a heart attack or they're having chest pains to go right in uh, and to heal them by God's grace and by God's goodness. I had to, I had to really enjoy something that you were sharing. Um, I don't know where, how long ago that was, but you were sharing about you were working on somebody's heart. And at one point you stood back and thought, my goodness, I've only got minutes to save this guy. And then you were replacing something that, and you, I, I mean, you tell that little bit of the story. That was amazing. You know, the, the Lord has his way of telling me who's in control. And I love him because he's my savior, my salvation, my song, my banner, my strength. And it's all Jesus Christ. I'm just his instrument. And it, the, the power comes from the Holy Spirit. I was working on a man one day. He was a heavy smoker. And I believe this is the story you're talking about. He was a good 80 years old. And I was trying to open up one of his heart arteries because it was blocked and he was having a heart attack. And if we didn't move in quickly, he was going to die on our table. And as I was opening the heart artery, the, the artery from the smoking was so calcified, so hardened that when we put in the balloon instead, the, the artery actually burst, it perforated. And I thought, oh, this man was dying. And now this is, I've had, I have seconds to save him. And I stepped back for one split second. I Lord, Lord God, Jesus Christ, uh, you are, I'm in your hands. This man is in my hands. I need your help. And I, I don't pray in a 911 case. I pray before, I pray during, and I pray after. That's my life. I, I want to be constant communication with our Lord because I know I'm nothing and he is everything. And he is my strength and, and my, my, my life. That's, uh, that's all I've got. And so right when I went back to look uh, in a split second, the, the artery had healed up by itself. And everybody's looking at me. And I'm like, I didn't do this. It's the good Lord. And it was so amazing. Then we fixed what we had to fix. And he's alive and well. But it's just, it's just miraculous what the Lord, I mean, it was a split second. I didn't have to go into a dissertation pastor going, Lord God, you understand that this man is 80 and he has a family and I need your, nothing. You know, the thief on the cross, like, remember me, period. It's, it's basically, oops, I get so excited. The camera moved. Uh, the, the, it's basically our heart that he desires. That's all he wants. Absolutely. That is so true. And so, I mean, that's an amazing story. And with your witnesses as well, that is colossal. Absolutely colossal. I, I know that um, it's your surname we were talking about. Say it again for me. So it's, it's 11 letters long and it's pronounced the way it's spelled. Kojoglanyan. Kojoglanyan. That's lovely. And it's Armenian? Yes, ma'am. It's Armenian. Oh, there you go. You don't look Armenian. 
you know, some people say I look Italian, some people, whatever it is, I just want to represent Jesus Christ. You know, it, uh, the Armenians went through the massacre of 1915, the Turkish Ottoman Empire took us out, but we kept our we kept on to our Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing. And though my Armenian people have gone astray, I just feel like there's a revival coming, not only to, for Armenians, but in England and the world. And it's, it's coming soon. And I, I, we want to be part of it, Pastor. We're going to rock this planet for Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord, because the world has gone nutty. Nothing works. Viruses don't work. Education is not working. Food is not working. Pills aren't working. Antidepressants aren't working. The only thing that works really for the heart, mind, soul, body is the Bible. It's Jesus Christ. And that's not legalistic. That's life-giving. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have a lovely title, don't you, as well? Mender of Hearts. Amen. I, you know, God has split me up into two, if you will. On one side, the cardiologist, the mender of hearts, uh, mending the hearts. And I'm truly, truly God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. They're the mender of hearts and they pick me up as their instrument as I as I touch people's lives. And, and then the other side of me is the ministry, the beacon of hearts. Uh, and that's preaching the gospel worldwide. And it's so, so exciting to get to touch the hearts of mankind and to tell them, you know, God's not mad at you. God's wrath was poured on Jesus Christ at Calvary. God's not pouring his wrath on you. He's poured it on Jesus and he's pouring his love on you. So God's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. Oh, I'm so pleased to hear that because I do sometimes wonder, am I worth it? You know, like a lot of people. Oh, sorry, Lord, I shouldn't have thought that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. I think Satan comes and sneaks up. You know, in, in John 10, 10, Satan is here to steal, kill, and destroy. I believe COVID is part of that. He's just trying to destroy the world and people blame it on God. But it's Satan that brings destruction when Jesus was in a boat. Satan is the one that tried to drown him. And that's why Jesus said, peace, be still and calm the waves. So Satan is here to whisper things. But we're a child of God. You know, in, in 2 Corinthians 5.21, Pastor, it says that he who had no sin, Jesus Christ, he became sin for you and me so that you and I, we become the righteousness of God in Christ. Look at he he lifts us up in, in second. I, I believe it's in first Peter two. And it, I believe it's in verse nine, second Peter two, nine that says you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are God's own special people who has called you to proclaim his praises, who has taken you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Ooh, when I hear that, I just, I just want to jump out of my skin because he loves me. He loves you. And he loves the listeners that are listening to us right now. Oh, yeah, he certainly does. And we do, yeah, we're constantly trying to get that message over to him as well. And what, what, what link have you got with the UK other than you know about us? I mean, we're so tiny compared with where you're living. Well, I, you know, uh, other than the news, I've been in the UK. I love the place. I love its people. Uh, I love the, uh, the landmarks. Uh, and so I've been there. I've seen it. Uh, I, I believe God is calling me to go and preach there one day. I've been to Africa by God's grace, to the Philippines, to Armenia, to Argentina. And why not UK people? Let the lockdown stop. And then uh, by God's grace, we'll come and rock the planet over there. So it's, it's going to be great. I'm going to see what I can do to get you over here. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do. We need it. We need that life. We need that, that stimulant that is yes. going to lift the spirit. And, and English people are very, 
monotone. Yeah, their, their voice is on a level and they're so yeah they get excited but they don't have that exuberance you know <laughs> and I just love the American way of, of, of preaching as well because it's so lively and it gets you going on inside <laughs> amen it's like a springs of water flowing in you I can't help but people tell me why don't you calm down? I don't know. When you're looking at Liverpool or Manchester or Manchester United, and you're looking at all these boys playing their soccer, and the people's, you know, before the lockdown, people's are going insane. They're, they've got, like, sounds and waves, and they're going crazy because someone scored a goal. I'm like, look at, look at, look. Y'all going to get that excited about a ball? I got Jesus Christ, who is the living waters. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He gives you life, energy, and goodness, and mercy, and favor. That's something to scream about. So the English people, they've got that soul in them to scream and shout. We just got to translate it from a football into Jesus Christ. And I, I think we can be the catalyst that does that. Hey, Dr. Sam, you definitely are going to come here. <laughs> <laughs> I see you in the middle of Wembley Stadium, you know, and everybody go, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, we'll do the wave and everything because, you know, I, I think people are scared. Pastor Iris, people are scared to death of dying of, of COVID. And, and you know, the 99%, if you get it, if you were to get it, by God's grace, it, it's, I think it's mutated, obviously, and a virus is mutate. But 99% of the people are coming out safely, right, after they get it. Yeah. They're scared to death of getting COVID. We should be scared to death of dying without Jesus Christ. Because that's the main thing. We've, we've lost focus. We've, we're like, this world, uh, 70 years, 80 years, 90 years, it vanishes. But eternity never vanishes. And there's a heaven and hell after we live. And, and this is not like fire, brimstone preaching. This is like, look, everything in life is a dichotomy. You either got rain or sunshine. You either got bad or good. You either got cold or hot. And after we die, it's a dichotomy. It's, even, it's either hell or heaven. And the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. He said it in John 14, 6. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Ain't nobody coming to the father except through me and you can look good you can be pretty you can get a master's you can get an md you can become a lawyer you can drive a hot 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 car you can do whatever you want but baby nothing 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 is going to get you and me to heaven except the blood of jesus christ amen amen and that is the way to preach the gospel amen no ways about it no two ways about it I mean, you know what really comes across is your contagious joy. It's 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 amazing. Even even coming you know across the, the airways, it's very <laughs> contagious, and and, and it makes people it makes you know, it lifts you up and it makes people bubble up on the inside. Amen. Amen. It says in Philippians 4, 4, rejoice always. And again, I say, just in case we missed it, Paul's like, hello, people. I said, rejoice always. And again, I say, rejoice. And you know, our, our lives are heartaches and hardships at times. We can't be like losing something and go, well, I'm just going to rejoice because I'm crazy. That's not what God is saying. He's saying you can mourn, you can grieve. But in the grieving, there is a connection to God that, that his love is in you, that his mercy is in you, his kindness is in you. And that gives you joy. And
And it gives you, it's like Isaiah 41.10, Pastor. Those who wait upon the Lord, those who hope in the Lord, even in the hardship, those who hope in the Lord, they're going to renew their strength. They're going to mount up on the wings of eagles. They're going to run and not be weary. They're going to walk and not be faint. And I think it's the knowledge, the lack of knowledge. We don't have the knowledge of God. We may heard about God, but when you know him and taste him and see him, you know, Job said, I had heard about you, but now I see you. I've seen God and I want to be, I've got jewels of, of eternal life. I want the people on your airway to see him, to feel him, to know despite my situation, despite my tears, despite my hardship, there is a God who died for me on Calvary, who rose on the third day, who wants to live in my heart and he's gonna give me strength and I ain't gonna turn back. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna soar and that's how you live life. Absolutely, and I told you breathtakingly. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know, I was quite amazed to hear where you were born as well. Yes, I was born by God's grace. I was born in Jerusalem. I'm an Armenian boy, an Armenian kid, but you know, the diaspora after the uh, 1915 Ottoman Empire massacre, the Turkish massacre of the Armenians, our families went everywhere. My mama's side went to Lebanon. My dad's side went to Jerusalem. And so I was born on the Mount of Olives. And people think, was that an accident? Were you like riding a donkey? Your mom was riding a donkey and she just happened to have the baby? <laughs> no, there was actually. There's actually a, a hospital on the Mount of Olives, and that's where I was born. And, you know, you don't know the significance of that when you're a kid. But in, according to our, our uh, prophet Zechariah, our Jesus Christ in the second coming, his foot's going to touch on the Mount of Olives. And he also gave the uh, Mount of Olives di uh, discourse, of course, in Matthew 24. He sat there and told his disciples before he was ascended. He told them that this is what's going to happen in the end times. And so it's exciting to be there, to, to have grown up on the Via Dolorosa, where our Jesus took the cross. And that's what I want to our, our uh, listeners to, to know, not only where I was born, but look at the significance of Via Dolorosa, where Jesus bore our grief. He bore our pain and he says to you and me, come to me, all who are weary. And I'm telling you, Pastor Iris, people I meet today are weary. They are just weary. I can, I don't even have to talk to them. I can see it in their face, in their eyes, in their mannerism, when they drive even I, on the opposite side of the freeway, they're angry, agitated. And Jesus is like, hey, I got the solution. Come to me, all who are weary, and I'm going to give you rest. And I know our loved ones here who are listening to us, Pastor, they're weary, they're tired, they want to give up, but don't, don't. Jesus is inviting you, come to him, take water from him, drink his good water and drink his good food. And it's free, it's free, it's free. And I love free. Everybody loves free. You can't even say free without smiling. So it's free. And that's the beauty of Jesus. It's not cheap, but it sure is free. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it does cost us, doesn't it? Yes. I, I was just thinking, you know, um, my, what, you, you quoted one of my, well, I think it probably is my favorite personal scripture, and that is that your youth shall be renewed like the eagles. Amen. I tell the Lord that every day. You know, come on, you promised, you promised. And, you know, I only came into this ministry two and a half years ago, into this particular one. And, and I remember saying to her, oh, you know, I, I'm just getting on in years and I, I feel tired now and I don't have the energy that I had before. 
But you know, I just had my 80th birthday just a few weeks ago. And I'm saying to the Lord, I'm not ready to go yet. I'm, and my energies, since I've been doing the radio, working with the Lord, while the Lord is working with me, he's showing <laughs> me which way to go and what to do. Um, you know, my, my whole being just forgot about age. And, and I think, golly, I'm getting to the end of, of that, that road. But there's so much more to do. And I've got to keep yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so much to do for you, Pastor, and all of us who are listening. And, you know, in Psalm 90, it says uh, our lives are a span of nine, 70 years. And if we have strength, 80 years. But I, I think people misunderstand that. Moses wrote that underneath the law. And that's the minimum. That's not the maximum. Because if you go to Psalm 91, it says he will give us a, a long life. He, he will satisfy us with a long life. And I st I go to Psalm 91. Hey. Psalm 91, okay, thank you. <laughs> For the minimum but we're going for the maximum give me more years father give us more years give our pastor iris more years so that she may do your work so that she may shine your light so that she may shine the goodness of god in the land of the living and that's what you were meant to do and god will inject his holy spirit because it ain't by might it is not by strength but it's going to be by the spirit of the living god and nobody is going to stand in front of the spirit of god and be able to take him down so you go you run you you run with the spirit of God and, and look at the miracles he's going to do through you. It's only begun. It's only begun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm so pleased I listened, you know, and I said, yes, I sort of did it tongue in cheek. Um, okay. I'll give this a try. <laughs> you have to do everything. I can do all those things. He gave me a project as well, Sam, with all of this. And I said, I can do all those things in the project because you have me do all those things through my working life. I'm not going to, you know, if you, you do it, you do it. And as he went along, and I'm thinking, oh, I won't have to do it, you see. That was my guess out. But as we went along, the door would open and another part of the project would come together. And I'd say, wow, God, you are amazing. And he'd bring the next group that we needed. Oh, wow. What about the finances, Lord? Don't forget the finances. But, you know, the, um, I think the amazing thing is that it's an exciting journey. I'm finding for once in my life that God is so exciting when you don't know what you're doing or where you're going. <laughs> and I think that is the amazing thing. It's awesome. It's like we're, we're sometimes like Moses. We're like, uh, I can't talk. I can't do this. And God, call, when God calls you, he has anointed you. And also to go to Philippians 1, 6, he who began a good work in you, our Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our Holy Spirit, he is faithful to complete it. And that's how we run. We run by scripture because uh, in ourselves, I think we've come to a point where we're like, I can't, I can't do that. You called me to do something greater than I. And that's when we know that it's Jesus Christ working through us because it it's greater than we are. It's the Red Sea moment. We're like, I, I can't cross this. I can't do this. But he's like, just pick up the rod and pray and I will do everything for you. And, and all we have to do is obey. And I I'm in, I want to be in the camp of obedience. I really do. Yeah, me too. Me too. <clears throat> it's well worth it. But I see also you, you, you write books as well. I mean, where do you get a time to do all of these things? Like I, after midnight, I think, 
So uh, it's it's so fun to so when some people don't want to hear you uh, speak, some people don't want to. Uh, you know, some people just want to sit and read. And so God has called me to to touch the hearts of man any which way I can. And they, they can find my books on beaconofhearts.org and, uh, or they can go to amazon.com or bookbaby.com. And so, uh, you know, the, the latest books, Pastor Iris, was on the book of Revelation. I just felt the Lord telling me, you've got to, and it took me four or five years to study the book of Revelation. And now we have a series called Rev It Up. One of, the first book is called Verse by Verse. The second is Rev It Up, Rhyme by Rhyme. I did uh, Revelation and Poetry. And then the third one is Rev It Up, Image by Image. So it's all the pictures. Uh, and then the next one's going to be Rev It Up Step by Step. And the next one's going to be Rev It Up for Kids. So it's just because we're in the end times, I want the people to understand, try not to sweat this life. I, I know family and friends and, and work, it, it just takes over us. But the most important thing is eternity. And, I, you know, I don't want to be someone who prepares you for this life. To prepare you for this life is good for 70, 80, 90 years. Uh, believe in yourself, be strong. But that's, that's this life. I want, when I talk to people, when I write books, I want to prepare the loved ones who are listening for eternity, to hang out with Jesus. And, and that's what you, you, it's just, it's incomparable, 70, 80, 90, 100 years 120 years versus eternity. And that's what the Lord has put in my heart to, to um, let the people know we're in overtime. And this is not the tribulation. If y'all think this is the tribulation, oh, wait, oh, don't even get, the rapture is next. The next prophetic thing on the calendar is the rapture. Jesus comes for his church. And I don't mean people who look pretty and go to church. I mean, people who are saved underneath the blood of the lamb. That's next on the calendar. Those who are left behind will be in the tribulation. And if you think the lockdown was hard, Wait till the tribulation comes. You don't want to be here. The Antichrist will come. If you're going to get a lollipop or a, a milk or, or bread, you're going to have to get the 666 on your right hand or your forehead to buy anything. And once anybody, I just want our listeners to know, if you're caught up in the tribulation and you didn't get caught up in the rapture because you didn't know Jesus Christ, do not take the 666. Because once you take the 666, you'll become irredeemable. You will never go to heaven. It'll be eternal hell. So that's another way out, but oh, I wouldn't want to get stuck here. Wouldn't want to get stuck here. You put it in such a good way. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like in a nutshell. I'm yes. To, I'm going to get those books of yours. I was really pleased to see that you're doing something on Revelation. It's a very deep book. And I think it sounds to me that you've taken parts of all of it and but in sections. And it's going to be really expressive. I can see that. So yes, I, and I, I I the way I, I speak, uh, because you don't want to be, well, today we're going to study. And that who, who's going to hear you when you do it? So I, it's got little hearts in it. So it, the little hearts, it kind of breaks the, uh, the whole, um, the way you read it, because it says, hey, pay attention to this reader, because this is really important. Uh, the author thought it was really important. And then you got a little Caduceus sign with the snake and the cross. Uh, and that's the medical, I, I bring medicine into Revelation to try to give you analogies. And, and then it's got a little bird, a dove with a, with a pea, uh, with an olive branch in his mouth. And that's the geopolitical view where, I, where it, we bring the book of Revelation to life because we're telling you, this is not just a written book here. This is prophecy and the prophecy is unfolding. For instance, Syria and, and, and Turkey and Iran have an alliance today 
and they're going to, according to Ezekiel 38 and 39, going to jump all over Israel right after the rapture. And and people, uh, when Ezekiel wrote that in Ezekiel 38 and 39, 2,500 years ago, for the longest time, up to like uh, 30 years before today, people laughed at that. This, this is stupid. This is dumb. How can these people align? Well, they're aligned. Yeah. The unholy alliance has occurred as predicted by the Bible. So you, out of all the thousands of books I've read, Pastor Iris, this right here, the Bible, it's my favorite book. You cannot burn it. You cannot ban it. You can't do anything to it. If you do, it will rise again because the word is, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. You can't take down God. You can't take down Jesus Christ. It will always rise, always rise. And let it, may it rise in the hearts and souls of our listeners today for them to know there's a God who loves me, a God who died for me, a God who spilled his blood. Can I, can I share with our viewers something about the blood? Oh. You and I and all our beloved listeners right now have either type A blood, type B blood, type AB blood, or type O blood. That's it, baby. That's all you get in life. But Jesus, he got type D. D as in divine blood. His blood will wash away your sins because nobody else's blood can. And his blood will give you salvation and a song in your heart that nobody else has given to you. And in the midst of tears and trials and tribulations, you will rise because God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit's with you. Go for D. Go for the divine blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a really wonderful way to put it and unique. That's, That's the little mender in me and the little beacon in me <laughs> where God shows me things in medicine. And I'm like, oh, 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 that's good. Holy Spirit, give it, give it, give it. And the more you spend time with him, the precious Lord, the more he gives to you. And it's not like, okay, today I'm going to spend like uh, uh, 30 minutes or 10 minutes or what. It's not like that for me. It's like... Uh, constantly meditate on his word day and night and you're like well what good is that well uh, according to psalm one uh the one who meditates on his word day and night he is like a tree she is like a tree planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in season whose leaves do not wither whatever he or she does prospers who does that for you the stock market the stock exchange united kingdom america nobody ain't nobody gonna do that for you except god go to god he is the way to live Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> and I can imagine, I've got a froggy, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it's, our, it's our damp weather over here, you know, it hasn't done anything but rain for the last yes. three months. That's, that's when I was driving in today, I'm like, am I in England? There was fog and there was darkness. <laughs> I said, well, fine. Now I feel like Pastor Iris. He's going to be in the rain and whatever. But, you know, whenever I see rain, I'm like showers of blessings, Lord, showers of blessings, rain on us, rain on us. But, you know, you're right. The, the, the way the, the rain consistently comes, it, it really plays on people's emotions. Uh, and it is a, a bit depressing. And so, uh, the, you know, we're divided into the spirit, the soul and the body. And when you, you know, what Adam and Eve, Pastor Iris, when Adam and Eve um, were told, and I believe it was in Genesis 2, 17, the day, the day, the time you eat from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall die. And I love that because a lot of people are like, oh, see, your Bible is so crazy. It ain't true because they ate of the tree and the day they ate of the tree, they did not die. 
And they're like, oh, your Bible is false. My Bible ain't false, baby. It's true, through and true. So you got the spirit of man that died immediately, immediately when they ate of that fruit. They, their spirit died. And their soul, which is the mind and the emotions, their soul gradually died. Uh, and then their body ultimately died 900 years later. So God's word is true. When you come to Calvary, your spirit will automatically, immediately live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the lamb. So immediately live and, and it'll be immediately justified. And then our soul, our mind, our, the, the ones that the mind that causes depression or, or happiness, the mind that, that kind of communicates between the, the spirit and the, the body, the mind ultimately becomes sanctified at Calvary and the body will ultimately uh, or, or I should say the mind will gradually be sanctified and the body will ultimately be glorified in the Lord. So it's the opposite what God does for us. He is so beautiful. And so it's the mind that can take down somebody's body. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. You keep on saying that it fulfills it as a man thinketh. So is he as a woman thinketh, so is she. I think that's Proverbs 23, 7. So whatever we think in our soul, that's how we become. And so I just tell people, go to your spirit. Your spirit is Holy Spirit, 100 percent. Ain't nobody going to touch it. It's sealed. It's got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Nobody, Satan can't touch the spirit. Let that spirit talk to the soul, the mind to say, you are God's child. And let that mind talk to the body, say, get up, strengthen yourself in the Lord, go in his might. And that's how you live life. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I don't know where the time goes, um, but yeah, we're at the end of our time this morning. I'm wondering if you've got anything else that you'd like to share with the world while you've got the opportunity, the whole world, radio. Amen. Jesus is Lord and he loves you. Uh, everybody has an image of God, whether it is an angry God or a displaced God or a God who doesn't care. Uh, but this God actually cares about the sparrow and he cares about the little leaves that even fall from the tree. In Psalm 147, it says that not only has he numbered the stars, but he knows them each and every one by name. We, we get like, uh, get the Hubble telescope and go, oh, we found the star and, and let's name it XTJJTTRRFF9927. And we're, they're so proud of themselves. We found the star. Jesus got them numbered and he's got them named. Yet, yet this God of the universe, he is close to the broken hearted. And that's the beauty of Jesus Christ. He loves you. He cares for you. He has numbered the, the, the number of hairs you have on his head. He knew you before you were formed in your mama's womb. And the trials and the hardships and the suffering and the rejections that you have faced, you bring it to him and come and lay it at Calvary and let him pour his sweet, sweet love upon you and in you and you shall be changed and all you have to say is father i i've tried everything i i may be talking to people who are so successful today they've tried everything they've got accolades they've got money they've got houses they've got cars they've got richness they've got fame yet in their soul they're dying because when the lights are out 
they're like, is this it? This is it? I, I feel darkness in my soul for you, for you. I'm telling you, that's one. And for the other who's like, I've tried everything and I failed. I can't do nothing. And I know what failure is. I got rejected to medical school 27 times. They told me I'd never make it. They told me I don't got what it takes, but the Lord put it in my heart that I've got to do what I got to do. And I got to go after his calling. So I know what rejection is. When I moved to America, people hated me because I was a foreigner and I got slapped and hit and rejected. I know what bigotry means for you as well as the one who has succeeded, come to the cross. There you will find rest and there you will find peace and there you will find joy that you've been searching for all your life. And all you have to say is, Father, I come as I am. I, I'm like the thief on the cross. I, I don't have nothing to give to you, but I understand you love me despite who I am. In spite of me, I come, I come, I come. Save me with the blood. I accept it. And I accept the fact that you rose from the dead on the third day. I take it. I, I take that in my soul. And now I'm renewed and I got the Holy Spirit. And, and life may throw its arrows at me, but I will stand on the rock, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, there we are. And I, you know, I was saying to you earlier on, that lovely picture which is behind you. Are you in your office, by the way? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm in the office because I knew at this time when you and I went on the air at 630 that no one would be here. Uh, and I thought, what a great place uh, to be. And uh, it's, it's just like the second home here, the office with my patients. I give them love. Uh, we get, uh, my team gives them love. And uh, some of them don't want to leave. I, and we're like, no, I got to see the next patient. <laughs> we got to roll. But it's, it's, you know, wherever you go, whatever you do, uh, it's not about you and it's not about me. It's about loving people. It's about loving God, loving people. It's about serving God and serving people. And, and if, if our listeners are listening and they want to get out of depression, I want to tell you that the pills may do so much, but serving others will get you out of your depression because you think of others, you give to others, and, and they in turn, that there's a joy that bubbles up in you when you serve and that's what I want to do. I want to serve people. I'm nothing. Uh, I'm below zero. Um, I'm nothing to talk about. But my Jesus, he's all. He is all. He is all. There you go. There you go. My goodness. Well, I suppose it's time for us to say goodbye to everybody. But, you know, Sam, will you be back with us one day? Absolutely. Not only on air here, but one day we're going to we're going to be one of your stadiums over there. We're going to preach the gospel. Wow! Let's in the hard name hard. of. <laughs> <laughs> well, just hang on a minute. I'm just going to say bye bye to everybody, and we will be back. Now we've we've put Sam on the block here because he, you have heard him say he will come back. So I'll keep you all informed at which stadium stadium we're going to be in when he does. Anyway, so bye-bye for now, and we'll see you again soon.